Hello and welcome to the Crack and Banter podcast with me, Reese, and my co-host, Luke. Luke, how are you today? I'm doing well. I do not like recording podcasts, Sam. I am. I would not record a podcast on the boat, not even um, if there was a stoke. I, I like. I think that's a good level of maturity to not ride boat with screw, which was what I was going to do originally. True. True. <laughs> You did not rhyme boat with scroat, and for that, look, you are the goat. Nice. Um, <laughs> wow, we should we should write children's <laughs> books. I don't think we should. That's an awful idea. I often thought about it. I couldn't do the L stretch. Well, no, I think it, it's you know how like with models they say it's not necessarily about like being like really ten out of ten conventionally attractive, although a lot of models are. It's about like having a unique look or an unusual yeah. look I, I think it's the same with like illustrations for children 100 percent, because like you can look at some illustration and it's like that is drawn badly it's literally like by any terms of you know technical standard or whatever or if you were to ever sort of uh look at any kind of realism or whatever you'd be like that that's that's really crap that drawing but it's like the it's drawn with the confidence that it's meant to be like that. So there's no uncertainty and you look at it and you're like, yeah, that's quite cool to look at though. Or it's quite dynamic or interesting. Um, yeah. Even though it may not necessarily be perfect brush strokes or whatever. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think especially like children's illustrations, the likes of like the, the Roald Dahl illustrations um, are like a great example of that where it's, you know, pretty like squiggly, scrawly drawings but like they they look great and it's such a like it's such a style you know it really works better that i think than if it was perfectly clean lines and stuff i don't think that would work as well for for that kind of style yeah yeah no i see this is what i'm saying i mean my uh i have a distinctive artist <laughs> <laughs> yeah which you really which you really translate into your podcasting style may i say I, I did a I did a drawing of myself once in a notebook as a joke for like um, one of the group chats I'm in sent it in. Someone said it looked like I actually kind of thought it looked like the DB Cooper identikit <laughs> sketch, uh, but someone yeah. said and this was accurate. You know that like thing where it's like, have you seen this man in your dreams picture? You know, yeah, like the, the guy like I, I don't know if like if it's actually some sort of psychological phenomenon or some like mass delusion thing like people see this like face in their dreams yeah um, yeah yeah someone said it looked like that excellent wow what a what a compliment like <laughs> uh, maybe maybe this week you should draw the the picture for the instagram post um normally normally when the when the episodes go out, i i draw a little picture and i put it up on instagram to you know, promote the episode. I think I think you should draw it this week, Luke, and we'll post that instead. Yeah, the this the the first time last time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, maybe people will love it. Maybe this is our roll down moment. You know, I put I put all this effort and energy into trying to make things that look pleasing to the eye, and then maybe this is maybe this is more our brand for you to just scroll some some insanity on a page and we just post that that's a, it's a good niche to be fair i could yeah. see it taking off yeah you, you really phrased that like i was like an enemy a prison smearing their own feces on the wall <laughs> i i sort of that is definitely like the 
the vision I have in my mind of you creating art is like uh maybe maybe not quite the feces on the wall but you like go in and seeing in a room and it's like you know that just throwing pages about and like splashing paint on a canvas very very sort of a charlie day and always sunny like that's the vibe i get i always fancy you know one of those like renaissance type painter gowns uh yeah yeah. there's lots of room to breathe yeah, uh, I could, I could see you, I could see you rocking one a, a Renaissance painting guy. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, what you know, who, who can truly predict the next fashion craze? Look, I think you may as well get out there early because it's a matter of time before you see Harry Styles in one. Like it's a couple more, a few weeks away. Yeah, I think he's kind of the death metal fashion trends, though. Like, mm. you know how, like, sort of, um sort of david bowie freddie mercury type costumes were coming into vogue for like male recording artists again he's like just kind of killed it yeah yeah <laughs> killed it good kind of killed it or killed it bad like murdered it i don't know right I, I, bit of both. I, <laughs> bit i'm of not both. like i'm not i'm i'll just like yes i know i'm not one of those people who saying it's not a good look because i'm like Ooh, boys can't wear girly stuff absolutely not the angle i'm coming from i just have always thought since he started doing it it kind of smacked of being disingenuous to me Mm. if you know what i mean like it felt very sort of like designed by a corporate board who are like this will push the boundary enough to get media attention but it's like it's safe enough that it'll play really well with his demographic Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Um, where it's like, this is this is pushing the boat, but also it's still gonna look good rather than just like literally wearing whatever you want. You know, yeah. it's like pushing this is still boat. this is still appealing to the average person. It's not so sort of avant garde that it's gonna be super artsy and like crazy for normal people to get. It's like no, no, no. Normal people will still look at this and be like, oh, cool, and it yeah. is cool. But yeah, I, I can see what you mean. It's pushing the boat out, but ultimately the boat's still in the harbour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, in the sha sha la 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 lows, as they say. Yeah. I just um, I can't I can't help but feel like this. I mean, it's nothing really like massively original. He's just like sort of ripping off like um, David Bowie, Freddie Mercury, Elton John. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely, the we are annoying the worst stands right now. This cannot be. <laughs> we are like. They, of of the of the celebrities to not make fun of on the internet, we are like a couple away from the top right now. <laughs> well, we've already done Star Wars. And we're, we've done Harry Styles. So, like, if you've got like any uh, like bad bad things to say about Taylor Swift, maybe the time. yeah, get your get your BTS here out now. Oh no, actually, no. Like, <laughs> I think the other three we can get away with is jokes like. K-pop fans will actually somehow find this, and we yeah. will get dogs. That, yeah, that one's dangerous. This um, you, I know, this you, <laughs> come get your mans. <laughs> is, oh no, they leak, leak our horrible, horrible childhood photos. <laughs> Something horrible we said. No, the crop, the cropped hair look I had for like. Uh... Well, you, you probably, unless you've seen old pictures of me, you wouldn't have seen this because I sort of like grew my hair a little bit when I started uh, secondary school. But I, I, uh, I just went like cropped hair for 
years and years uh, really cropped hair. So that's like... uh, Really an awful look. (laughs) Well, like, there is that picture of me from, like, I don't know, 2014, 2015, where I just went back to it. Not a great one, look. Not a great one, I can't lie. But, I mean, you're far from the only only one of us who've uh, had some hair mistakes. Yeah, that was bad. That you were was like, very bad. That that haircut though, you can't like be too. You can't feel too bad about that because like that haircut was insanely popular. Yeah, yeah. I was the only school. Like, I mean, I, I, could... I think I had the worst one just because in the summer of P seven, I dyed my hair blonde and then came into first year with um the Justin Bieber haircut, but my hair had grown out brown apart from the very front of the fringe that still had like the blonde frosted tips. So I just had brown hair, Justin Bieber haircut, and then the very front of my fringe, bleach blonde. That that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. A dynamic that, look though. <laughs> what we'll say is I feel like that was Sort of maybe mid two thousands, like early two thousands and tens, was like you know how they say fashion's cyclical. I feel like mm. that was like one of the first original. I, I'm not advocating a return to that. Don't get me wrong. I think especially the mid two thousands fashion was horrendous, but yeah. it was a fairly original time period. Like mm. the current fashion trends are just ripping off like the eighties and nineties. Yeah, and, like there's some people rip thing off like the mid 2000s for some reason that's absolutely not my thing like you will yeah, not some of those are bad <laughs> going near that time period but like i mean the mullets uh the the and everything and like the the big baggy clothes that's very like sort of 90s and stuff yeah i do love that style to be fair and yeah the the mid 2000s stuff i don't know it's i've got so much nostalgia for it but it's awful it is truly awful there's like some things I think some things can come back and sort of be done well now like with the benefit of hindsight to sort of take it and be like okay let's make this fashionable but there's some things that you just you have to leave behind you know I saw an influencer recently and they they were wearing (laughs) they wore like flare denim jeans and then a denim skirt over the jeans and that's like very very mid-2000s look but very like mid two thousands Disney Channel look, and has it's it was horrifying, yeah. truly horrifying, and like the you know the little skinny belts that are like maybe less than an inch thick, like those little tiny skinny belts around, oh, horrible, yeah. I, and it I did mean, not look good as well. Like that's the thing, it wasn't like they did this and pulled it off and found a way for it to look good. And like double denim can look good, a denim denim vest and jeans or or jacket and jeans or whatever, it can look good. But see, the skirt flare jeans combo, insane. Yeah, maybe I'm misremembering because I was young, but I I do feel like I remember sort of like it's not even like we thought the fashion at that time was good. Like mm. I feel like we knew most people were dressing horribly. Like at least. When you look back at things from like the 90s and 80s, although I will say, I think 80s and 70s and 60s fashion, 60s to 80s fashion, I would say has aged reasonably well. I yeah. think, uh, I, I think at least like when you go back to those time periods and you take the more ridiculous examples, I think most people would still say, 
we did think it was fashionable at the time. I think mm. you ask most people uh, around like mid two thousands, and they're like, "No, most people just dressed horribly." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you would. You'd be like, "Did you think it was fashionable at the time?" And you'd be like, "I think it was just the clothes that I had. I don't think it was like fashion. I think it was just these were the clothes that I owned, and you just wore." clothes every day like I don't know obviously yes we we were children so maybe that's just that was just our approach I certainly wasn't trying to style outfits but I don't know it feels like that could be the general consensus is that you didn't really buy outfits you just bought clothes you bought jeans and shorts and t-shirts and then you just wore whichever ones you pulled that day kind of thing like that's very much what it felt like in the the mid-2000s I will admit two fashion faux pas in my part from sort of like around the time period of things that I did like. Uh, I'm not going to say that I thought they were fashionable because I didn't care about fashion, but I loved, when I was like five, I had, I think this was something I wore to church. So I think my mum thought it was smart. It probably was smart to be fair. It just sounds horrible in retrospect. I like had like, it was just like any sort of like white t-shirt. I think short sleeves as well. I think that's important. And then, yeah. like, a sort of argyle pink patterned <laughs> sweater vest. I love that. I, I kind of rate that, to be fair. I love a, I love a sweater vest. I would wear, I still would love a sweater vest now, to be fair. I don't have one, but I, I would, I would definitely wear one now. I think but again, like... you would style it now. I think that's the difference. If you got a sweater vest now, that would be kind of the piece of the outfit. And you'd be like, okay, what can I, what what will I wear this with to make it look good? You wouldn't just be like, put on my Argyle sweater vest just without thinking. That that I think is the difference. That's the that's the two thousands approach to fashion is just like putting on clothes just because yeah. no no real thought or sense of yeah. fashion. Because even like celebrities look like red carpet outfits from then, and it's like jeans and a t shirt. And I know people would still from time to time wear jeans and a t-shirt on a red carpet but again it would be done so purposefully because the point would be that they didn't wear something smart on the red carpet so they'd be like oh if i'm gonna rock jeans and a t-shirt it's gotta look a certain type of way but like it's just everyone you just look at red carpets and it's everyone wearing like a freaking nirvana shirt and (laughs) ripped skinny jeans and you're like what what is this or or if they did wear suits, it was stuff like the two thousand like the two thousand and two NBA draft. <laughs> yeah. Where all looks like they're wearing their dad's suits. Yeah, yeah. I do love an I love an ill fitting suit to be fair. Like there is there's a way to wear baggy suits and it still look good, but there's a difference between a baggy suit and a suit that doesn't fit. There is a definite difference and it's just in like it's just in the styling and the tailoring and I, I don't I'm not saying I could necessarily pinpoint it or, or perfect it, but you can I mean, tell when someone wears a, a real stylish, like this suit's meant to be big and boxy and it looks really good. And when someone's I mean, clothes don't fit them. Is there a way to do it fashionably if you're not in a ska band wearing a zoot suit? Uh, well, that's the best way, obviously. That's top of the list. And then yeah. kind of from there, there's some middle options and it gets progressively worse. Yeah. I'm, I think my favourite just thinking about like smart in inverted commas uh outfits from from the early 2000s is like i love the sort of 
Jonas Brothers, I feel like, is the my go-to reference for this. But, like, when you don't want to seem too smart, the, the idea of, like, smart casual is, like, a T-shirt and a waistcoat and a little tiny scarf. You know, like, the little really thin material scarves that you would wear in the mid-2000s? Like, that outfit. And then, like, a fedora. Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. Do you remember, like, the... I don't really know how... You know, like, a scarf like you would wear in the desert that you could like bring up to cover your face yes and people wore those i loved a scarf absolutely loved a scarf when i was younger um all of them are awful like again what what is the point in them they achieve nothing they certainly don't keep you warm i also love in in that outfit i was talking about there every single one of those items all patterned not one of them a matching pattern but who cares just all clashing patterns i remember i had a scarf it was a navy scarf with gray skulls patterned all around it then i had a a like white and black checked fedora hat uh and then (laughs) this is so embarrassing and then like a different not checked more like tartany waistcoat that was like really bizarre colors as well that clash horribly as well and I would have worn all of that with just like a white t-shirt underneath and it was like I would have thought I'm I'm ready to go you know somewhere fancy that would have been like my fancy outfit this is horrendous you know like how you would say fashion doesn't change overnight it does Mm. feel like that when you look back that like collectively at least like the, the whole of the UK just decided to start dressing properly like (laughs) Uh, sometime around 2014 yeah it's a definite like as if someone someone came in and was like okay you've had your fun now put your clothes on get ready to go kind of thing you know (laughs) like like when a kid's kind of getting ready that your mom's told you to go up and get changed and you're a child and you're like you've tried on 50 outfits and you end up pulling everything out your drawers and you're wearing like sunglasses and shorts and a weird outfit that doesn't it's just trying random crap on and you're like dressing up and then your mom's like all right you've you've had your fun you've messed around now get your proper clothes on and let's go that's what it felt like happened 2014 someone was like right guys seriously you've tried everything on now it looks awful let's let's just put on skinny jeans and a t-shirt and a flannel shirt yeah Yeah. (laughs) It, it, it did go super basic for a while, but I think we like needed that reset. It's like, okay, you've you've all shown for like the past fifteen years, you can't be trusted to dress yourselves. <laughs> yeah. So for like the next two or three, you're just gonna wear like the most basic clothes ever. Like I can remember, I would still, I think I still got all the like uh, constituent parts of the outfit. I can remember like a non-uniform day, sort of around 2015, 2016, where I just wore like. Uh, sort of jeans jack wills t-shirt and like a knitted jumper yeah it's just a classic like a look smart basic outfit but yeah. i feel like that's like sort of the vibe the entire country went for for like three years well until yeah like, i like, can yeah i can only assume that the entire country i don't remember what happened but i what it feels like happened is that all the clothes you had were burned in a fire and then you had one outfit left and that's why it went back to basic because it was like everything you used to have is destroyed or put into like the roof space uh, and now you wear jeans and a t-shirt every day. That's your life. You know what? Until, until you can learn to be trusted. 
Do you know what might have been actually might have had some influence? I don't think it influenced the whole culture. But do you know? Um, I think around the time we were talking about where things changed is when like uh, the only way is Essex made in Chelsea, Love Island all started to get popular, and mm. like people tended to dress sort of like basic but smart, sort of like just grab an outfit out of uh, H&M or Next or something. Yeah. That's like what all dress like. So I don't know, maybe that had some level of effect. I think that, and then also, this is like peak kind of, uh, your your phone has a screen now. <laughs> like touchscreen phones and smartphones uh, also like going on the internet in a fairly easy manner and like watching YouTube videos for a while and you had a bit more of like, uh something new being released simultaneously around the globe kind of thing like mm-hmm. a new one direction video speaking of high styles earlier comes out and everyone can watch it within a few days of each other and you don't need to like wait until you happen to see it on mtv or whatever like everyone's seen it on youtube it's got a bunch of hits justin bieber is like that's a great example as well around the same time like and you could see those outfits and be like oh this is fashion i'm gonna I wear thought- that and that's I like a, Chino's, that's the kind of enter, entering like the Chino's era. Yeah, I've had a great idea. I've just Googled One Direction 2012. I'm not mm. going to Google in 2015. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it literally is. What we're talking about is not nonsense. I've actually, I've looked them up. Is literally what exactly we're that. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Um, <laughs> that's great. It's literally like Chino's flannel shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe one of them's maybe wearing like a knitted jumper as well. And they literally just check like the the twenties. Well, for um, one of them was wearing like a like super tight white button up shirt and like the skinniest jeans ever. And then twenty fifteen, they're just all wearing like normal fitting clothes. Yeah, with like. Is is honestly insane, like how much I I think again, it obviously didn't happen overnight. But if you're like, if you talk about how like gradual fashion changes usually are, the, this literally is like someone flipped a switch from yeah. between those two points. See, so we we were onto something then, because I I always feel like I have a bad memory, and then like stuff like that. I feel like I maybe. It's more that I have quite a good cultural memory for things specifically like that, but I, I'm pretty bad at like, oh, in on this year, this thing happened or like any any of that kind of thing or like memory. I will like often remember things that have happened when someone else is telling a story, but like I would never be able to recall that story myself. Does that make sense? Like, it's not that I've forgotten it. It's just that it's the, the recall of it. But yeah, I feel like I'm quite good with sort of cultural stuff like that. It's sort of that that sticks with you. Yeah. Those One Direction outfits because they shape you as a person. Yeah. <laughs> I, the one that I always remember was like, I think one of them, because it was like, I think it's like the most 2011 t-shirt I've ever seen. I think it's in the <laughs> What Makes You Beautiful video. I can't remember what, which one that might have been Niall is wearing like, like I, I don't know. I think it must be about a size too small. Like mm. navy and white striped t-shirt. Where like oh god, yeah. Sleeves is like it's. I, I don't think they're rolled up. They're just cut 
like they're rolled up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely like the the fake turn up in in a a t shirt or a pair of trousers or whatever that's like it's incorporated into the design. That's so funny. I know exactly what you're talking about as well. That is so funny. Oh man. I think he's also what wearing a, like what an a era. straw fedora. The straw fedora <laughs> had like I, I think that was maybe the turning point. Everyone saw the Strawford door and just immediately rejected it. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a tough sell. That one is a tough sell. Man, how did we get here? Straw trilby. Technically, really. That's like mm-hmm. the thing what most people call a fedora is actually a trilby. I know. I did think that earlier. I was going to say trilby and then I was like, uh, I don't know if anyone's going to know what that is. I'll just say fedora. Yeah. Um, that's Because I wasn't actually that- sure. Fedoras got unfairly. I'm not sure this is a defense I want to make, but it is true. Fedoras did get unfairly besmirched. Like a fedora's yeah. that Indiana Jones wears. I was going to well, say, fedora's I, like that, or like kind of, would it be like your sort of classic detective hat? You know, like a Dick Tracy? Would that be a fedora? Yeah, but it does have to have a reasonably, it doesn't have a really big rim, but it's got like a reasonably big rim. Whereas the, well, got called the fedora you can tell as a trill because it's got really small sometimes mm. up to, like rim it just definitely isn't yeah or yeah fedora's obviously closer to a panama yeah uh, yeah because like a trilby would be almost closer to like a pork pie except for yeah. the sheet interesting this, this has been hat talk <laughs> that's, that's how i want to dress actually i want to go live in a warm country uh wear like a linen suit with a panama hat that is great to be fair that's a great look that's that's how your detective novel opens that's what detective has to wear when he's in like like the the what movie or that's set in like a warm country like it has to be the the linen suit like i mean yeah. i don't think it's a crime wearing, not to i think he's wearing i don't think he wore the jacket he was definitely wearing uh linen trousers um benoit blanc and the a glass onion glass one. onion yeah i mean now, if you want to talk about a guy serving looks, Benoit Blanc, yeah. oh my god, flawless in every scene, just That's dressing like flawlessly. Dress. It's just like, well, A, it's too expensive. Like, it probably each outfit he was wearing was costing hundreds of pounds, yeah. slash dollars. Uh, but, like, I I think it, it takes a certain confidence, I think, only... I'm not, sorry, I'm not calling Daniel Craig old. I think it comes with a certain you need a certain confidence that comes with age and like the extra distinguishment from like maybe a few wrinkles sort of grayer hair i think really helps pull it off yeah yeah it's that not so much age as it's just the the fact that age implies experience you know that confidence of like i know what i'm doing yeah i like that yeah and and daniel craig really carries that off as well i'm a big fan of the glass of the knives like glass onion series i i like i liked glass onion a lot i like i i don't know i I feel like recently i don't know why uh but it was earlier this week i saw like some criticism of it and i was like oh i i thought it was good yeah i i thought to be fair people didn't get it necessarily like the whole i'm not trying to like sound pretentious because i feel like part of the movies thing was making fun of like people being pretentious and trying to sound overly smart, but I do feel genuinely people didn't get it. Like the whole point was calling it a glass onion was that was that was the whole movie. It initially appeared complex, 
yeah. but like you could literally see through to the center. That was the whole point, and I think people well, that's what did I thought too. That. Yeah, because I thought that too. Like I saw people criticizing like the sort of that there were some some quite quite tropey things in it, and then there were also some sort of oh, you see it like eye rolly kind of moments, and I was like, yeah, but it's it like these even even Knives Out isn't a you know really serious straight mystery it's kind of a, a commentary on the genre and also i think the difference was that knives Out had a bit more of like a twist in a in a more logical sense of the twist being like oh cool that's interesting and different and a, like i don't know a bit more a bit more normal a bit more within the genre the twist even though it was kind of in my opinion, a little bit genre bending, but in Glass Onion, it was much more genre bending. The twist, I thought, and well, some uh, could, you could argue if people are expecting a big twist, not really having a big twist is a twist in of itself. Well, exactly, that's what I think, and I, I think like even if you look at Knives Out as well, I'll, I, yeah, I'll. I'll this is like a spoiler-ish, but not really. Like in Knives Out, the kind of what I loved about Knives Out is that it's like oh, the mystery isn't the mystery, you know, like the thing you get brought in to, to solve isn't really the mystery. The mystery is a separate thing. And then it all ties together at the end to a degree. Um, I can't remember all the details of Knives Out, but that's what I liked where I was like, ah, cool. It's not really, it's, it's set up like a Cluedo mystery, but that's not the thing that you're solving when you come in and start doing it. That's not what the movie yeah. is. I loved that. And then Glass Onion was like, didn't do the same thing and people maybe didn't like that but it it didn't do that but it did the same idea of being like the mystery isn't the murder mystery if you want that watch the like watch the Poirot movies you know that's that's what they're there for <laughs> but if you're gonna come and see these Benoit Blanc mysteries they're they're kind of different and they're a bit sillier and they're a bit more movie-y like they they're written with all of the knowledge of previous murder mystery movies and books you know they're not kind of they're not trying to create a murder mystery in a vacuum you know yeah. and i think that's pretty cool if you really wanted to like simplify to like its most base components with a comparison it, knives out as a series so far is really like the scream of detective yeah of yeah that's a great that's a great example yeah, yeah, it's both inside and outside of the genre. Yeah, you know, it's it's not like a straight up spoof, but it does mm. parody element of the genres, and to a certain extent, you're you're on the outside looking in rather than you know the inside looking out. Uh, but but it's why it works. I mean, you couldn't have every murder mystery film release be like that, but having one like that that's sort of like skews the genre a bit while still being a great example of the genre i think works really well yeah i think so too yeah that that may not be it may not be getting that much criticism i just saw that earlier this week and i was like ah, no it's good <laughs> shut up i liked it that's what i feel like whenever people criticize things i like on the internet i feel very very vulnerable not so much when it's like I don't mind when it's you when it is you know your Star Warses and your Marvels or whatever because I'm like oh Jesus this this discourse but whenever it's something like that I'm like no everybody love it I I want everyone to like this because it was fun I feel I always feel like fun movies and especially like not 
giant uh, cinematic universe movies and giant pre-existing property movies. Anything that's not that, I don't feel like deserves it. I feel really bad for it when they get <laughs> when they get criticized. I feel like they're being bullied. I'm like, shut yeah. up. To be fair, it was an original property. You have to be nice. To be fair, though, like I mean. It depends. Like sometimes I see weak criticisms of things. I'm like, okay, yes, I can understand that, and th- that can change my opinion of a movie, which I know it shouldn't, but it can. But with the with Glass Onion, really, I mean, it goes back to what I was saying about thinking people just didn't get it. I if I read a criticism that sort of like um, can explain why they like it, why they didn't like it, and it makes sense, I'll go, okay, yeah, I get that. I really, honestly, genuinely haven't read any real criticism of it from people that I thought actually understood the movie. I thought all the criticisms I've read have simply come from a place of literally not getting the movie. Yeah, yeah. People coming out of Inception, I'm not, sorry, I'm not sure if put glass on you on the level of Inception. It's a good movie. It's not quite that good. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like people coming out of Inception and hating on it but yet somehow not understanding that half of it was set in the dream world. Yeah, it's like, why did those buildings move? That doesn't even happen in real life. Yeah, like, coming out of Inception and hearing on the lack of realism. Yeah, I literally think that's what it's like. I I just think there's a lot of people came out of watching that movie. He just fundamentally didn't understand it. And let's be honest, some people did understand it, but chose to be offended by it because it sort of uh, included rather unflattering send-ups of some uh, right-wing heroes. <laughs> yeah, Benoit, Benoit Blanc. More like Benoit Woke. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> ben Woke Blanc. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, Ben Shapiro. Like, I mean, we're not going to get into politics. I mean, he's <laughs> anyway, not like, Ben Shapiro, what a segue. No, no it's just because he criticized the movie, and it's like, oh, okay, okay I didn't even see that. Whatever you think of him, with what his degrees are, he has to be a relatively, uh, he has to at least be a relatively intelligent person. So when I read his criticisms, I was just like, you're acting like you didn't understand the movie, but I know with how intelligent you are, you fine well did. You're just like purposefully misunderstanding it to like try and rile your followers up. Yeah, yeah. As like that's that's dishonest. But like, I mean, <laughs> I feel like there's there's no point getting into like a massive. There's me advocating to not get into a massive diversion, <laughs> not like me. But I feel like this one it wouldn't be particularly entertaining. No, yeah, it's <laughs> just true. <laughs> um. But yeah, speaking of of criticisms and reviews, um, there was they showed the Flash movie at CinemaCon this week, and people are raving about it. Seems to be all very positive um, responses so far. Now, I always think there's a bit of like bias with these early screenings of things because like most of the people there are going to be people who want the movie to be good a lot of the time. But uh, nonetheless, like there has been a lot of pretty pretty good stuff said about this um which is cool i guess i i really wanted this to be awful i'm not gonna lie like not bad i wanted it to be like really 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 bad a little bit i'm glad it's it's gonna be good if it is gonna be good 
Um, because you know, that's that's fun. Uh, it's fun yeah. to see good movies, but I don't know. I was like, please, just a massive swing in it because it was going to be a big swing. Obviously, you know, I knew this was going to be a crazy movie, and I was like, what if it's just really bad? Yeah. <laughs> Which I still am a little bit. You never know, but I thought it would have been very fun if it was awful. Yeah. No, I mean, I uh, I watched the trailer, and to be honest, I haven't really followed much about the movie apart from uh, Ezra Miller's various misdemeanors um but sorry it's maybe sounding <laughs> making them sound a little less serious than they actually <laughs> um but bloody rap scallion yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway yes no i watched the trailer i just assumed throughout the whole thing like the, the past few months the thing was going to be a terrible like a discordant mess it may still well be the way i've just picked the best stuff out for the trailer but i thought the trailer actually was pretty good to be fair i mean i think the cgi was ass in some parts but like i mean considering the movie looks like it's only 75 percent cgi like it, it now appears if, with uh the way movies work you need like an avatar sort of like development time to get like good cgi if you're not that much um but yeah that was really like the main criticism i could make all but like the cgi didn't look great and that's Trailer, but I mean, I thought it looked good. Like, I mean, it's kind of one of those movies you maybe get, you can maybe do once, or because mm. it would just be played out every time the same way as like Spider Man, uh, No Way Home, like bringing yeah. in the other Spider Mans. You are kind of relying on shock factor somewhat, but it was cool to sort of like see uh, Michael Keaton's Batman, who appears to be playing. I I didn't realize that he was going to be such a major part of the movie. He does appear mm. to be like main characters. And, yeah. um, like, Michael Shannon's uh, general thought, I didn't even realise, appears to be the main... Showing how little I knew about this movie. Like, it's <laughs> odd, as, as far as I can tell, the main villain of the movie. Or yeah. it will be until, like, beat and switch, and it's obviously the reverse flash. Like, I'm not saying that based on leaks or anything, because I haven't read any leaks. It's not a spoiler. I'm just telling you, the main villain will be the reverse flash, because the Do reverse think flash... So? Yeah, literally you know like how people criticize batman stories for somehow always ending up back at the joker yeah flash yeah. stories are literally 10 times worse oh like, yeah, yeah yeah like i it didn't know if they would do it in this or not oh 100 percent. well like i mean you know what's like like you get a 98 of a flash story is just him fighting another villain and then like the last two percent will be like it was me barry <laughs> i i told captain cold that you had 10 tons of million dollar bills in your basement so he would kill Iris. I went back in time, Barry. I went back in time and I made it so that Mr. Freeze was born. Not Mr. Freeze. Captain Cold. Cold. I was going to say Dr. Chill, but that's not right either. (laughs) I made it so that Captain Cold would be born. It was me, Barry, all along. That is the reverse flash. That's his whole thing. And I suppose it is a time travel movie. Like, that's I, I'm not mad at that though, but they would have to, they'd have to introduce him and dispatch him in the in the movie. Like it couldn't, you couldn't introduce Reverse Flash as like a post credits because the whole DCU is getting yeah. redone. So like, I don't think James Gunn would let them be like, yeah, 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 tease the Reverse Flash at the end of this movie that we're gonna make no more of ever again, right yeah. before we launch our brand new universe. I, I doubt s- he's gonna do that. 
I assume as well Grant Gustin Slash will make an appearance in the movie, which fair play to him, he definitely deserves because I, I, I know he's been financially very fairly compensated for it, but he's been stuck slogging away on that Flash TV series, which isn't even over yet. And just run it, just months. 10 hours a day, run on a treadmill with a green screen behind him. Yeah, that, that, that poor guy. I actually really like Grant Gustin too, so I, uh, yeah, I, I would like to see him make an appearance. Just get all the flashes in there. I, I assume they will, like, well, they'll literally all of them. I mean, I, I saw, I mean, there's at least two Ezra Miller flashes. I think, mm-hmm. unless it was one of the Ezra Miller flashes, I saw, I saw another one wearing quite a bulky flash costume. I mean, it could be one of the Ezra Miller ones. Uh, but it, it didn't necessarily look like either of them. So I, I think I think we're gonna get at least one. I think we're gonna get at least one more Ezra Miller. Uh, whether because I think one of them, I think one of the flashes in this is gonna be like an un unsuperpowered the Flash, and then they're gonna give him part. They're gonna have to find a way to like par him up. I think is part of the plot. I can't remember yeah. why I think that. Maybe that was a leak. Sorry. Um. But I, I reckon we're gonna get like at least one more Ezra Miller making appearance from the future or whatever, and then yeah, maybe a couple of other flashes or or Kid Flash or whatever. Okay. I would I would like that. Fuck, fire everything in for this. Like it's a time travel movie, so like, yeah, bring everyone in from the past and the future. The the Flash is like, the Speed Force timeline is pretty much designed to be broken because it's all the Flash does. <laughs> all the Flash does is like run around for a while until the DC universe needs reset and then he just travels back in time and breaks everything. And that's basically <laughs> that's the Flash's job. All be interesting is if we get I don't know if it's been confirmed or not or if it was a rumor or speculation as if we'll get Henry Cavill's last Superman appearance. Mm. I don't know. Will he come back at this point? Well, it just depends when it was filmed. If this was filmed pre-Black Adam, which actually was, which was, as it stands, his last appearance. I kind of feel like we're just clearing out the last of the of the attic in DC and just getting everything released. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's if they have like a few cameos and stuff that were meant yeah. to like into other movies and those just got thrown in. So look, we have a topic for this week. We we know each other pretty well, at this point I would say. Uh, people may not know that. People maybe people think we we're just acquaintances. We just record the podcast together, but we're uh, we're actually friends, real life friends. Me and Luke. Um. So look, you had a great idea, and by had a great idea, I mean saw something on TV and stole it. Um, yeah. But do you want to explain to people what we're gonna do this week? Yes, this week we're going to be playing All Star Mister and Mrs. I knew technically when non-celebrities play, it's just Mr. and Mrs., but I think we're all stars. Uh, Aww. Give a, a very basic explanation of the format. I think some people might know it as the newlywed game or something where you, like, hold up the shoes or whatever. Anyway, it's just the basic idea where you've got, like, uh, categories and you have to, like, name what the other person's answer will be uh, or... Yeah, it's pretty simple. You know, like I, we could say the category could be um, favorite country to go on holiday. And I would guess, uh, I don't know, the Netherlands for a reason. If that was right, I get a point. And if that's wrong, uh, no one gets a point. I think mean, you'll get it right if you guess the other person's correctly. Uh, 
Not that I think we're actually going competitive with this. Uh, I, think it's I was going to say, are we doing points? I I don't know how to do. Oh, I mean, we're we're not like we're not like scoring. I just I'll just that's be okay. That's okay. Just right. before I have to run and get a pen, I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to write I, stuff down. I uh, I have to admit, I thought I knew you well until I did this and then realized how hard this was. Oh, I, look, uh, tell me about it. Yeah, the amount of the although. I have two things to say about this as I was right now. I had two thoughts. One, how many of these I don't know the answers to, but I kind of liked that because it was more a question of like, it was really more about how well you know the person, not just how many facts you know about them, you know? It, so it's less like what's Luke's Wikipedia page and more getting into the mind of Luke and thinking, okay, what would his favorite XYZ thing be? The other thought I had is, I am like 90% sure that definitely you for me, but I feel like potentially me for you as well. The things that we are going to have written for each other will be the correct answer, but not what the other person has written for themselves. Do you I, know I, what I mean? There's like a few that if you say something different to what I've written, I will, I will say what I actually wrote down as an answer, but I'll still say like, well, I think that's an acceptable answer. Cause there's like a few, yeah. I, uh, I, I had like sort of a few things I could put, but I just went with one. Uh, so, yeah, I, and I there, do. I I'm fairly sure there's going to be things that the answer I've written for myself. You will say something, and I'll be like, "Oh no, you're right. That is <laughs> that is true." So I'm I'm happy to be wrong on some of these. I just went with what I thought. Yeah, the scariest thing about this is not so much realizing how well you know the other person. It's it's questioning how well you know yourself as well. I yeah, didn't there's... know my own answers to a lot of these. I was like, "Yeah, I guess." Some of those, but, yes. uh, I'm quite excited though. I, <laughs> I I really like some of these some of these topics. So um I guess the format wise, will we say the answer we think first, our guess answer, and then you the other person can conf confirm it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh well I, I don't think we need to go through like each person's like like we don't need to go through all my answers and then go through all your answers. We'll just have the category and then we'll do it for both of us. 100%. Okay. Excellent. All right, start us off. All right. So we're starting with the general category. And we're starting with um, favorite dinner. Now, for you, I had to sort of like, I realized this was difficult uh, to try and get into your head about this one because you're like, I wouldn't call you a picky eater, but you're just not like, uh, how would you describe it before I say something that offends you? <laughs> I often say I'm quite a plain eater more than a, a picky eater. Like I don't yeah. eat, it's not that I will only eat specific things. It's just generally I'll eat quite simple things. I don't like over like overly complicated dish. I guess I have a like whatever, whatever that word for your palate is. That's like, I don't love a bunch of complex flavors. That's yeah. not necessarily true for everything, but like, yeah, rather than being like, I only eat these two dishes, I'll eat a lot of stuff, but generally just not like uh, super complex dishes or, or weird things. <laughs> That's where my head was at with you. So like, I mean, I was initially, I nearly put burger, uh, but then I, I thought about the time, like um, I made all of you dinner at my house and I just did chicken burgers and it's like you're happy enough with it but you didn't have like the reaction of someone who was getting made their favorite food mm. uh, so what you're saying is quite Italian the idea of just basic flavors done really well so like 
I recognize this is non-specific and I sort of nearly went for pizza, but I decided in the end to say pasta for you. Look, my favorite, and I never thought you were going to get this. My favorite dinner is spaghetti bolognese. Yes. I I truly never thought you were going to guess. I was like, I've never told Luke that. And he's probably going to, I was like, he might say pizza. That's really, that's pretty (laughs) impressive that you said that. Uh, I do love pasta, but yeah, bolognese is my is my favorite dinner. Wow, because yeah. it's so like unassuming as well. Like I don't feel like bolognese would really be a lot of people's favorite dinner because it's it it's so simple. Good job, Luke. Wow, I, I um, had something very vaguely in the back of my head. I, I don't think I could have gotten spaghetti bolognese in Italy, but I did have something in the back of my head that you were a pasta guy. Not necessarily yeah. that you, that was your favorite food. I just knew you liked pasta. I do. I mean, I have like, I have tomato pasta of some description for lunch, like maybe three out of seven days a week. Uh, <laughs> all right. I have for you, because I feel like we've had a conversation about this before and I don't, I don't know if I'm right with this, but I'm going to say that your favorite dinner is Christmas dinner. Uh, I are you think... one of those guys? <laughs> no, nah, I think you're thinking of my brother here. Ah, damn. Damn. I knew we had had the conversation, but I didn't. That's so, that's unfortunate. What, what is it? I, uh, no, to be fair, I, I went general here. If I was going like ultra specific, but I thought it was unfair because there was no chance you were ever going to get it. My favorite dinners are actually both by my mum. They're like, uh, well, there's like a few things, uh, like her pasta bec or her pasta carbonara or her, seafood paella or seafood pasta I all really like but um those are specifically by her so like I can go into a restaurant and say this is my favorite so I actually went um for pizza I really nice like really basic answer but I love pizza like I mean it's I think it's the versatility of I'm not even going to say a specific like type of pizza I Mm. I just you can do so much with pizza like i i can eat like the dirty greasy like uh tesco sort of like takeaway style pizzas i can eat a doner kebab pizza from a takeaway yeah or like some of my absolute favorite foods like like actual proper italian pizza in italy or i love Domino's. i just like it all Um, yeah it's very fair i mean pizza is great like it's way up there for me as well um I just, uh, I thought you might have been one of those, my favorite dinner is Christmas dinner, guys, because, like, I know a lot of people like that. My sisters would be a bit like that. Like, my I, sisters I, would say roast dinner, but then I feel like they would specific, then add the specificity of being like, but Christmas dinner, that's my favorite dinner. I do really like Christmas dinner, but once a year is enough for me. What I would I, I agree. I'm 100% the same. Is I love Christmas ham. Mm. Christmas ham is yeah. like, well, it's not... Well, I mean, you could eat like enough for it to be a meal, but like it's not a meal in of itself. Christmas ham is one of my favorite things to eat. Yeah. I love... Oh, do you know what it might have been? I love Christmas meal deals at Tesco. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. I think we talked about that on the podcast. Yeah, I love. That's I love why. The kind that's of great. The, the, no, I... <laughs> look before we go into our next one. I am going to say something that I noticed because. Obviously, look, sent me through all these categories before so that I could answer them. You've called this the general category. Every single one of these is about food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't realize that afterwards. 
it's just hilarious that you've like split them into sections and these first four are all food questions and you were like general (laughs) this is just general about us yeah i i I think i might have been hungry when (laughs) i mean i don't mind i I love a good food question but it is we're gonna be starving by the time we finish this episode yeah (laughs) okay I'm going to launch straight into my next category is favourite breakfast. I'm going to launch straight into this because I'm reasonably confident that I've gotten yours. Uh, your favourite breakfast is pancakes. Oh, it's not. Look, but I do love pancakes. I do love pancakes. No, my favourite breakfast and this is a little bit specific. So I would have given I would have given alts for this, but my specific favourite breakfast is the Mighty McMuffin from mcdonald's which is specifically sausage bacon and egg muffin they they don't normally do that on the menu but like i think it's quite new they've introduced or they maybe only do it sometimes um and it's just so good i do love a mcdonald's breakfast i can't lie and a mcmuffin's great but see the sausage bacon and egg man next level now that you've said that you have talked about mcmuffins before it's just that like i've been with you to breakfast a few times, but it's never been at McDonald's. And yeah. like it's usually actually been at Brooklyn Bay. And like anytime we've gotten there, I think you have gotten pancakes. I do love pancakes. Yeah. I, I do love pancakes. You're absolutely not wrong. I do I like a sweet breakfast. I know a, a muffin yeah. isn't, but um I do I do enjoy a sweet breakfast. I, like actually like sort of muffins and fried food kind of thing would be one of the only savory breakfasts I would have. Um interesting. Look. I think yours, because I think we've had this conversation before. I think your favorite breakfast is an Ulster fry. And I'm going to specify because I don't know if an Ulster fry normally comes with black pudding, but I know that you specifically would have it with black pudding if you could. Yeah, you're 100% correct. Even yes. like, the thing is also right. Uh, yes. I knew this was a, like a basic pick, but I just love an Ulster fry. I, I mean, like, if you're thinking what's the ultimate breakfast, in my mind, it's a proper, specifically for me, an Ulster fry, but just in general, it's got to be a fry up. Like, I mean, I can't eat them all that often because they're like, I don't eat breakfast usually anyway. I'm like, an Ulster fry is a lot. But like, if I plan the day out, have it sort of a bit later and then miss lunch, that's perfect for me. Yeah, yeah, it is because I'm not, I'm not like a massive breakfast guy. I, I try to eat breakfast every day now, but like, I used to just very rarely eat breakfast and it is hard because I love I love breakfast foods like you're saying and I love a big fry or whatever but to go from like a guy who doesn't eat breakfast to waking up and having a fry is like one of the biggest jumps you can make yeah I yeah, I'm glad I got the black pudding thing as well because I was like I know we've had this conversation so I hope this is the right answer because I wanted to like add that in for that little bit of extra detail yeah no, I love Blackburn as well. I love all the, like, the only weird, it's not even that weird, the only weird, like, fry food I don't like is the tomatoes, but I'll have basically everything else. Like, all the other stuff people don't like, give me the mushrooms, give me the black and white pudding, give me the haggis. That's the only <laughs> thing I'm in an Ulster fry that I'm sad about is I love some haggis with my fry. Uh, yeah, just after that, I just love your typical uh, Ulster fry. So I need... Uh, all my bread fried so i need like my fried soda i need my uh, potato bread need bacon sausage in terms of egg my choice would be scrambled baked beans Ooh, not bad 
just your just your typical I just magnifique. I haven't had one in ages though. Mm. Um I will also say, I mean I don't want to be that guy, but like um I should include a coffee with my breakfast order technically, because like that is not my favorite breakfast. I'm not trying to be like a guy who only drinks coffee for breakfast, but like um would be an essential part of making my breakfast my favorite breakfast. I have a coffee basically every day with my breakfast and like that's oh just a real good coffee with your breakfast in the morning that's that pushes it into favorite for me if that makes sense yeah yeah if we're adding the extra details you know <laughs> uh, get get your bottles moving early in the morning uh, exactly <laughs> right nando spice level i think I, I, this is again i could be wrong i feel like i'm confident on this as well i uh, I, I feel like you're a medium I'm not. I'm a hot guy. Look, uh, I have written though. I have written hot, but then I put in brackets medium sympathizer, and this is probably why you, why you think that. I am. I think. I think people who get medium at Nando's get more heat than they deserve. I think if you get whatever the whatever nothing is, uh, then you deserve the heat you get. I think medium is okay. I don't think you need to suffer if you just want to have something that isn't too spicy. I think that's okay, and I imagine this is where you've got that from because I did think you might have said medium because of that. But I, I would still have hot, but I'm, I'm a medium sympathizer. I can understand wanting to go in and not have something super spicy. Yeah, no, I, I think to be honest, I would, I would, I definitely don't think no spice is okay. That's like just why are you even here? Just go eat like boil your chicken at home and eat it there. Um, I think lemon and herb, like at the very least, there's no one on earth who can at least manage lemon on, and herb. You're just being, you're just being, I, I, I almost think going like no spice is almost tension seeking. You just like yeah. able to know how aggressively anti spice you are. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I, I um, think I would make I, fun. Sorry. I would, I would, I would do my guess. Lemon and herb, but I, I think people yeah. are fine. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're a hot guy as well. I don't think you're going extra hot. No, I'm a medium, and I'll tell you why. Oh. I could, I could, I'm not sure I've ever had hot, but I mean, you know what I'm like with spice. I could manage hot with like too much bother. I could probably even manage extra hot, but I think medium is the nicest tasting sauce in Nando's. Mm. Like I think whatever, that's very fair. Whatever peppers they use for chilies the medium comes out tasting the nicest. It's the same thing with um, Frank's hot sauce. You can go up really spicy, but then like they're having used less nice tasting peppers and yeah. chili to get like the heat. I'm just like, I can manage it, but I'd rather just have something that tasted nice. Yeah, I yeah, definitely. And I think it does kind of, it does depend what you're going to get in Nando's as well. Like I think, and and what you're in the mood for as well. Like all of that is going to depend on what what level of spice you're going to want to, you know. I, I, I've got to say, I haven't, I've only had in Nando's like a handful of times. Um, and I've got both hot and medium in those times. So that's kind of why I was in the middle on this. So I, I can't really like be too much of an authority on this, but that's uh, that's kind of where I fail. Um, but yeah, I think, listen, like what you like, as long as it's not, lemon and herb <laughs> yeah i also think the mocking of medium is a shifting of the goalpost because it used to be people mocking my mile and and like 
I get mock and mild, but like, I mean, come on, medium's just like normal food. Like, that's not like. I honestly don't get like good. I mean, I would make fun of someone that's like couldn't cope with an EGM, like they were having to run and get water. That's very ridiculous. But like mocking people for going for a medium, I think it's a bit out there. Yeah, because that's just that's just eating something and enjoying it and not having to yeah. suffer at all for what you're eating. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like I I love spicy food, but sometimes I'm like I don't really want to endure it right now even if it's not like a massive endurance like you can still eat it no problem but it's like but it's gonna be spicy and i would just rather not right now that's fine (laughs) yeah all right i think next one is favorite pizza topping i will admit i think i wasn't hiding enough with this one i just had to throw out a guess for you with pepperoni uh pepperoni is is correct i have like I also will eat mostly any meat on a pizza though. Like it was hard for me to really narrow it down. There's one, there's like one conditional that makes any kind of pizza topping my favorite pizza topping, which is basically any meat, but pepperoni is what I put down and jalapenos. That's what I added as like my conditional love jalapeno on a pizza. Even though I end up picking off a lot of it a lot of the time, I still, it's just because they put on too much. (laughs) So I like some jalapenos. And then any kind of meat on a pizza, but normally pepperoni and jalapeno is like a, a really good combo. Um, so that that would be my top. But pepperoni is correct. Partial partial credit looking. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but I, I I feel I felt like whenever we've gotten a pizza order, you have gotten pepperoni. So it was like, well, I've never seen him eat anything else in a pizza. So like <laughs> gotta be. Yeah. I want to say up there. <laughs> If it's the Domino's one, I want to say it's like the American hot is like the pepperoni yeah. and jalapeno one. Um, but nevertheless, I, I had no idea for you either. Look, there's there's one thing that we all know about you with pizza, and that is that look gets a barbecue base. And I know that's not topping, but it just had to be said because the people need to know if they don't know already that look gets barbecue base pizza like a pervert. I get it. <laughs> the make your own pizza which is already an abomination on the pizza anyways hardly matters <laughs> and i get the meat your pizza which again it's just loads of meats on bread so it hardly matters anyway no the actual answer i would have accepted too was either meatballs or sausage oh no both wrong i thought it might have been chicken and ham but the important part was barbecue base <laughs> that's all that matters Oh, those are both good picks, actually. Un- like underrated picks that I very rarely go for, but I think good, just, I, really good on a pizza. Yeah. I, it's just I can enjoy a bad pizza, which is why I love my macarons with like barbecue sauce and like a crap ton of toppings. But I do have a good like sort of taste for proper pizza. I'm like, if mm. I'm getting like, a pizza oven done pizza from a nice uh, restaurant, I'm getting a tomato base. I'm not like, I. <laughs> Yeah. I enjoy culture. I suppose, yes, you're you're sort of you're you're just leaning into the already bastardized version of pizza. Yeah. When you when you do a pizza that isn't, you know, authentic Italian cuisine, you're just leaning into the fact that you've already kind of bastardized it by getting the barbecue base. I, I don't mind it. And I love barbecue sauce with a pizza, is the thing. But the base is just too much. It's too much, it's too rich. It's like it's like eating one of those dessert pizzas i feel like if you get a barbecue base i would i love a pizza dipped in barbecue sauce but like the the whole thing is just so much two slices of that and i'm done 
No, it's not too much. The correct thing to do is to load up on like four cans of beer and then eat it. Oh god. <laughs> Look, that just wow that what what a healthy day. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna do that on like a Friday. It's Friday. Yeah. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's just move on to music because I'm not sure nothing's gonna um redeem the barbecue pizza talk. <laughs> all right. I have uh our first character's all-time favorite artist. I will admit, I feel like I'm only getting one of the two right with either your all-time favorite artist or your all-time album. I just, yeah, I, I just, I sort of, um, I'm like, if it was the million pound drop, I've split across two answers here just to try and get one right. Anyway, for your all-time mm. favorite artist, I've gone for Bruno Mars. Correct. Look, that is that was my pick. This was one of the ones where I was like, I'm not even sure. I really had to like go kind of go with my gut but also i had to look like i was really looking through artists i had and i was like who is who is my favorite because i was kind of like well who's really good who's got like a flaw flawless or nearly flawless record and then i was like but but who's my favorite that was kind of what you had to ask at the end i was like okay who's my actual favorite artist uh and that was kind of when when bruno took it for me so uh you're correct for you i struggled so much on this look yeah, I know. I, I mean, both of us like a lot of music, but I, the music that I know you like is so varied is the problem where I feel like <laughs> I only know a few different songs and artists that you like and all of them are so far from each other. I struggled so much to land on something for this and I don't even know where this really came from. This could be so unbelievably wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm second guessing it already. Is your favourite musical artist Johnny Cash? Uh, no, as uh, I sort of I knew my music taste was really eclectic, so I was willing to accept a few answers. And whilst I really like Johnny Cash, I I just don't think I could say he's like one of my favorite. At least you don't hear him. As as I wrote that, I was like, really, "What might hate Johnny Cash? I don't even know." He's a really good song. Uh, I've really like a few of his songs, but just I just I I don't really listen to him as much as some of the other ones. Would say I'm a favorite. I. I just feel it would have accepted. The one I'd like have written down is Elton John. I would like oh. just there's like I think there's dozens of Elton John songs I'd yeah. I just I love his stuff. Um I don't think I would describe any of his songs as one of my all time favorites, but there's just so many who that would be like if it was making the top hundred my favorite songs, he would probably come up in it the most. Uh yeah. I mean, I'll admit that was that was a very difficult one for me. I sort of would have, there's a few I would have accepted, I would have probably taken like you'd said, ah, but maybe I would have also probably just said yes. Um, <laughs> maybe not not Queens, maybe behind them, but maybe I, I think I would have said yes to Queen as well. Um, yeah, there's there's there is a there is a lot. I I mean, you are correct in saying I I, I think you people think. Oh, like when people say they've got an eclectic music taste, I think most people think, oh, it just listens to a few genres. I think I'm not trying to brag here. I think I do have a more eclectic music taste than anyone I know. Oh, yeah. Looks, looks is like bananas bonkers insane. Like, because I, I think I listen to eclectic music in that I'll listen to a little bit of everything, but then I'll still have like the, the, 
way it's laid out there will still be a few genres that will be the majority you know it's like i will listen to a little bit from absolutely everything but you know i'll have maybe a couple of country songs in my playlist where i'll have 200 hip-hop songs in my playlist you know so it's like you know where the you know where everything lies but that doesn't i still like a little bit of everything if, if i if the right song hits me but yours is just it's just even split in every genre and it's like how do you how do you even know what he likes? I guess yeah. you would maybe like slightly more sort of in country and rap, maybe, if I had to say yeah. like two that, that slightly rose above the rest, but there's still, it's still just everything. <laughs> yeah, like I'll, I'll just pick out like some songs I've listened to recently. Uh, Bat Country by Avenged Sevenfold, Psycho Killer by Talking Heads, That's Cry Me a song. River by Michael Bublé, <laughs> Good Girl, Bad Guys by Falling and Reflecting, Verse, only want to be with you in the bluefish. I touched myself by Divinals, <laughs> Traveling Soldier by the Chicks. Um, Bombs Over Baghdad by Outcast, Crazy Rap by Afro Man, Agony from the Woods, The Batman, Psycho. No, that's just insane picks. I love it though. I love it. My dream is that someday Anthony Fantano listens to this segment of the podcast. <laughs> and by dream, I mean nightmare because my next my next answer is going to be uh, embarrassing. So yeah. <laughs> let's let's move on. This is what I was talking about splitting. I I felt like one of your two has to be Bruno Mars, so now I don't think the album's right. But like. Mm. You you're like really in depth with sort of like a few genres. So like I feel like your actual answer is gonna be possibly a, it might not be, but I thought it might be a deep cut. So I mean I've gone with twenty four carat magic, but I have no idea if that's right or not. It's it's it isn't my favorite album of all time, but it's on my top whatever, however many anytime you have to do yeah your top albums of all time. Twenty four carat magic is always in there. Um. Nearly, nearly all Bruno Mars's albums will be in there somewhere, but I think Twenty Four Carat is probably my favorite. Uh, but my my actual al- album, favorite album of all time, is uh, Smile by Kyle. Um, Kyle used to be my favorite artist of all time until he started putting out ass music. Uh, but Smile is is my favorite album um, of all time. I think it's such a good album. I don't know if it it's maybe not a good album in the sense of like the more I know about music, it's maybe not a perfect album, but it's still my favorite. Like I love listening to it. He also, he has a song called All All Right and I have an All All Right tattoo now. So like it has to, <laughs> it's obviously means something to me, that album. Um, but yeah, I think that that album's great. Um, yeah. If you like kind of fun West Coast rap music. Um, Kyle's a great one. It was a two degree. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit of a deep cut because that's like an old, quite an old Kyle album as well. Um, yeah. Light of Mine is like a close second. It's an incredible album by Kyle as well. But uh, Smile has like almost no skips, maybe two. I, but you know what? It still would have been right, but I feel like for a deep cut, I should have just said like Joji's first album. Uh, it wouldn't have been Joji's first album, but... Um, that would have been a, a real good if you had said ballads one, that would have been extremely close up there as well. Ballads one is is like arguably a flawless album. Again, it's it's not flawless, but just 
flawless to me hits me in the in the right spot kind of album yeah um yeah i i really didn't know for you either look i was yeah i'll admit this is a little unfair because i'm not a massive albums guy like yeah I, see i know you're not an albums guy which is why i was like i feel like your favorite album is gonna be not basic but just classic you know i was like i feel like looks gonna be a classic album that is like a great you know an undeniably great album yeah. is are you are you like a sergeant peppers guy is uh, it a beatles album i it's not a beatles album to be fair i i i think uh Sar- sergeant peppers is a great great album but i actually went with to be fair <laughs> I, I don't think you could reasonably have been expected to remember this, but I think I did pick this as one of like one of those like lockdown trends we had to like post like nine albums or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put this down as one of them. Uh, I put "Songs in the Key of Life" by Stevie Wonder. Oh, oh wow, that is a great album. Yeah, I, I, I just like I feel like I'm not gonna pretend like I like uh i mean it's like a 24 song album i'm not gonna pretend like i can know the lyrics of every song off by heart but i love the big songs from it and yeah i love the overall message of the album of just like optimism and what makes life great so yeah yeah like um very difficult to get uh speaking of very difficult favorite album from the past 12 months i had no idea why i threw this in because then tried to answer it i knew what mine was but like trying to find one for you was very difficult and I feel like I'm miles <laughs> off. So I'll just go ahead and say it. I don't think you're a Kendrick guy, but it was the only thing I could think of that might have been so about Mr. Morale and the big steppers. No. Uh yeah. no. My my favorite album of the last 12 months was uh, 12 Carat Toothache by Post Malone. Um oh, Post Malone's I, album that came out last year. I was going through albums that released in the last 12 months and I nearly put that but I I didn't just because I felt like you were more into his older stuff, but now that you're saying that, you did talk about it when it came out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I am into his older stuff, but I actually like his new stuff too, as much, like, as different as it is. It's still it's still kind of my vibe, and that album, I think, is really good. Like, I, I like the themes it explores. It's quite a vulnerable album, in, in my opinion, um, and I think it's really, actually, really, really good. I think a lot of people... I think it got some criticism for not being like his old stuff, which is very fair if you're expecting a sort of classic Post Malone album. But um, I yeah. really liked it. It hit me in a good in a good spot, and I think it is a, a great album. Is yours <laughs> is yours Cracker Island by Gorillaz? No, I I never listened to. I liked the single, but I never listened yeah. to. No, I wasn't mine, sure. Mine is. I've tried to listen to more albums recently. I've just found the easiest way is to listen to like some to like um albums sort of soon after they come out. It's like my favorite one I've listened to recently is Scaring the Hose by Danny Brown and JPEG. Oh yeah. It's a real banger album, actually. It's really good. Uh, you did you did just mention that to me. <laughs> like uh, I should have seen that coming. Someone's like the I don't know. It's not going to go mainstream because it's kind of like is this one of those like uh, loads of people on the internet know. So I'm not trying to claim I'm like on something underground here. Like Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia are quite well known at this point. It's just it's not going to go mainstream in the UK, mm. but like it's full of bangers and they're like really weird bangers as well. Like, <laughs> uh, like that's why it's called scaring the hose. Like 
uh, JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown are weird guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man, I should have known that because you had talked about that recently, too. That's annoying. Yeah. Um, I knew you liked that that Gorillaz track, but I didn't know if maybe maybe you'd listen to the album or not. I couldn't remember whether you'd, which one you'd said. Yeah. That's a shame. Favourite musical stage? Because we've got a favourite movie musical there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, I, I reckon this was a 50-50 for you, and I think you'll also think it's a 50-50 for me. Uh, I choose to go the one you haven't been in and say that your favourite stage musical is Hamilton. Oh. Mm, this might be one of those ones where your answer is actually correct, even though it's not what I put. What yeah. See, in my head, I was thinking of, I, I even I knew this wasn't the category, but in my head, I was thinking of like stage musicals that I have seen, mm-hmm. uh, like seen on stage. Like I, I knew that wasn't the category, but those were just the ones that were coming to my brain. I think because it is like, it is even more magical when you can see them live. So those ones are kind of, in a way, higher than Hamilton because I've seen them, the good ones, I mean. So I, I put Newsies, which also is a little bit of recency bias because I just saw that when I was in London. But, oh, my God, it's amazing. Like, it is yeah. truly incredible. Um, so, Not like, yeah, experience-wise, that that would kind of be it for me. But Hamilton is great. Yeah. No, I reckon that's fair. I actually, uh, well, no, I'll not say what, what I thought the other one might have been. I'll just wait. I'll, I'll see what you think for me. I I wasn't sure, but I I know you I know you are a classic guy, so I thought yours might have been lame is. No, see, I, I reckon the 50-50 for both of us would be between Hamilton and Greece. I, I put down Greece. Oh no, I had Greece like very much in my head. Um as yeah, we do both love Greece and, and Hamilton, but I don't know. I just I had this thought that maybe you might have had, you know. Yeah, something quite classic in your in your head. So I th- I thought you might have gone for Les Mis, which I know you like. Um, damn. Well, we're two failures. Look, <laughs> we both we both tried too hard. Yeah, uh, no, Greece. Is but yeah, I mean Greece and Hamilton both definitely not not incorrect answers for this either. <laughs> yeah, I've been in and seen Greece. It's, it's just great. Like I mean, so many good is. men. <laughs> great to watch great to be in a fun time start to finish great music great characters great dance like it's just it's it is it's a musical you know i've got the recording sentence well no i don't my mom's got it thanks sure i said that to you um, yeah i will hate it as soon as i watch myself on stage <laughs> yeah but someday we have to do that someday see ourselves in our high school production of greece because uh the memories. I feel like we remember it being really good too, but we'll Nothing. never know until we know. <laughs> All right. I stand by it though. Let's go movies. This is this is this is unfair because like I have a very fluid top ten for movies. So like I mean, there's a few that if you give me, I'll I'll say you're right. But mm. I uh, I'll just go straight off the bat. I know what your favorite film is. It's The Lion King. Yeah, that's okay. I was like that. We cannot waste time on this. Looks has to know it's the lion king yeah it's one of the only questions in this that i like have a confirmed answer for that i always say and as you're saying like it is always fluid a little bit with this because like different movies on a different day you'll like more than others but lion king is like one of the few 
because I will nearly always argue when people ask me my favorite blank I'll nearly always be like well that can always change because like you change as a person and you grow I hate the idea of like the favorite color whatever you decided your favorite color was when you were six is like not your favorite color forever um, yeah. Lion King is the one of the only ones that I'm like I don't know even if I try to argue it it's still my favorite I just love it um so yeah it's like the <laughs> Lion King is the only consistency in my life <laughs> yeah. uh look is yours Inglorious Bastards Ooh. It, you see, Inglorious Bastards is top ten. Whilst I, I was fluid. I, I don't think I would put it my favorite one because I, do, I don't think I would call it my favorite Tarantino one either. I think it's. Ah, I wasn't sure. I would. I put Raiders of the Lost Ark. I probably would have accepted mm. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh. Star Wars, maybe a few others, but I think it's I think it Readers of the Lost Ark. I just love because, like I've said before, I think it's just pure cinema. Like, yeah. it's like almost like the stereotypical idea of a movie at this point. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I should have thought of that really because I do, I did know you loved Indiana Jones. I should have thought of that, but yeah, I don't want to be Indiana Jones, yeah, uh, with his fedora. <laughs> okay. musical film sorry can i say what what is your favorite tarantino then if it's not is it kill bill it's yeah it's it, it changes it kill bill or reservoir dogs oh damn i was probably gonna put reservoir dogs too and then like probably django third i don't i actually want pulp fiction as high as a lot of people i i think probably mm. then Glorious Bastards would be forced and then I, I, I'm not sure I, I haven't seen Death Proof yeah I, I think probably um, yeah Pulp Fiction 6 Jackie Brown 7th Once Upon a Time 8th and then hopefully it's 9th by like them all like coming yeah, I, I knew that was a bit safe to say in Glorious Bastards because I was like well I know he likes it so yeah <laughs> at least uh, at least I had a chance there Oh, oh well. I mean, if you said a Tarantino movie, I think that's a very fair shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, favorite musical film? I just assumed you also put Lion King. I changed, I didn't put Lion King for this. Uh, I wasn't sure, only because I think Lion King is an incredible musical film, but I will attest that it maybe as a film doesn't necessarily feel like a musical, whatever that kind of mystery feeling of musical theater is Lion King doesn't necessarily possess that um so I I didn't put it in for this even though yes in terms of ranking it might rank higher you know like it is technically a musical film and it is technically I do prefer it to my answer but um I thought in terms of the the feeling of a musical I put Tick Tick Boom for this which I it could be partially recency bias even though like it's it's not that recent that I saw it, but I've watched it maybe three times since it came out, which is quite a lot for it to only be out a few years. And I really love it every time I see it. I love it. I think the obviously the music's great, but like all the performances in it are great. It's really like fun and endearing to watch. Um, I think it's a great musical movie, and it really like it makes me want to be in a musical, and it makes me want to write, and it makes me want to be a character and all that kind of stuff which i feel like is 
a really great thing in a musical. Um, so yeah, I think Tick, Tick, Boom's really, really good. Uh, and it's definitely my favorite at the minute, you know, that uh, thing I was kind of saying before about favorites changing and shifting, but at the minute, I think Tick, Tick, Boom is my favorite musical movie. But yes, uh, you wouldn't be wrong to say Lion King. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I heard they were going to call Oppenheimer Tick, Tick, Boom originally. <laughs> I think they still should, and they should make it a musical. Also, yeah. same songs. Um, is yours Encanto? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you because I nearly put it. I, I just I I thought I honestly wanted to put it, but then thought I can't put Encanto as my favorite musical film. But yeah, no, yeah, I'm gonna say that's the right answer. Was your original answer Mamma Mia? No, I actually put um, I actually put Greece, and then you said Les Miserables, and I thought I should probably is that. <laughs> now that you said Encanto, yeah, I actually think probably is Encanto. Okay, that's right. I, I had Mamma Mia, and then changed it to Encanto because I was like, Mamma Mia again, kind of what I was saying. Like Mamma Mia is a more musically theater film, but then I was like, but the answer is Encanto. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm gonna be honest. I think. Uh, I, I think I said this before when I watched Encanto I watched it at the right time because of something that was happening and yeah. I would probably cry like a baby if I watched it again um, was, that was definitely I, one of my ones yeah de- that was definitely one of the ones I was talking about at the start where I was like whatever Luke has put the answer is Encanto <laughs> yeah um, yeah no I mean I, I, you're, you're right with TikTok I mean you kind of feel like a bit ridiculous if you put something that's from within the past like few years but then it's like well if you feel that way you feel that way I mean it's- yeah exactly and it can always change this is the thing yeah. I feel like this is the problem I was getting at before is like saying something's your favorite especially of all time we've society get a load of this society <laughs> but we are like conditioned to be like and that's it locked in as if you can't change your mind about your favorite but like yeah change every day you know it's fine to for something to be your favorite like in a mo in that one moment you're like what do i like more than anything else it's this thing and then in 10 minutes you're like not so much anymore actually that's 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 humans you know so i i think it's fine for something to be your favorite and then it not be your favorite anymore that's okay (laughs) that's okay it's like when you're a kid and you're like steve's my best friend and then on thursday you're like Steve's not my best friend anymore. Not my best friend's John. It's like, when you yeah, put, okay. Podcast with Steve and John then. <laughs> uh, because they got all my answers right. They knew I loved 12 Carat Toothache by Post Malone. <laughs> I wonder if that's about his like, gold teeth. Um, <laughs> uh, who would you like to play you in the movie? Now, with you, if I've got the answer wrong, don't like say what the answer is because then I've got the one that I nearly went for this is a hard question to answer about yourself i'm not gonna lie because you have to really like measure how self-indulgent you want to be as well yeah i i uh i i could be wrong i think it's one of two but anyway for um it was actually changed based on the question you asked me about the 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 criteria Mm. uh so i uh went with leonardo DiCaprio in the end Ooh, I love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not what I put, but okay. the it's other very solid. Yeah, I I didn't put Tom Holland, but I almost did. I I thought that might have been 
that felt like an answer. I put Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's I, I've just that's come up a lot whenever I've like I, I've asked this question before to other people, and at least four people have said that. And I, I don't hate that. I like Eddie Redmayne, but like, I can't really at this point. I can't really deny them, given how many people have said that. Um, other people have said Issa Butterfield as well, which I'm like, yeah, I get that too. Um, but yeah, Eddie Eddie Redmayne was my pick. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I've thought of Eddie Redmayne. I get it now that you said that. I'm not sure what I thought of. I I I uh, I kind of thought like you wouldn't put Tom Holland just because like the jokes about casting people as Tom Holland are too obvious. Well, um, I, I did yeah, up there. I will uh, say the because the another answer I didn't put because of a joke I was gonna put for you, Chris Pratt, just as a joke, but uh, I didn't. But then I was like, I was gonna do it as a joke, and then I was like, that's not bad to be fair. Chris Pratt's kind of fine. Um, well, it would more have been Parks and Recreation era Chris Pratt, I think, if it was gonna be Chris Pratt. Well, not- I did, yeah, I should say, like, you know, Luke obviously has to be part of this, but again you know, it's Hollywood, baby, they can do everything. And that's kind of what I, I, I did ask before we did this. I was like, it can be that the actor in question can be somewhat ageless. We're assuming this is a movie made about our entire lives, not just where we are currently. So we don't just have to pick someone who's our age or looks our age. Yeah, um, yeah. For you, look, I have gone for Rob McElhenney. I think Always pick. Sunny, etc. It's a really good pick, actually. It was not who I put. I... It was nowhere near my first choice. Like I, things came to mind, and then I was like, "No, that doesn't feel right." So I sort of had a little scroll, and then I was like, "Yes." As soon as I came across that, I was like, "Oh yeah, of course." I, uh, I uh, actually put Adam Driver. Adam Driver, that's pretty good. <laughs> this has been like a half roast, half compliment. I got once where maybe Jordan actually said I look like a melted Adam Driver. And- I honestly, I, I, I kind of live off that. I, I'm like, well, obviously there's some sort of resemblance to Adam Driver and I'm very happy with that. Yeah, although I do feel like Adam Driver would play the version of us if we got into like a The Fly scenario where if me and you both went into <laughs> different different transporters and the smush version of us would probably, I feel like Adam Driver would play that. Adam Driver would play the perfect balance between us, which I guess means Adam Driver is exactly between Eddie Redmayne and Rob McElhenney. <laughs> is that what that means? Kind of we're learning. Yeah, kind of <laughs> well, Benedict Cumberbatch and mm. uh, some other things in there as well. Yeah, that's pretty funny though. Adam Driver, I like that. Those yeah. are those are all good picks. To be fair, nothing too insulting there. It would have been easy to. <laughs> really roost each other there but i i like all those picks uh, yeah yeah i could have uh, i could have picked like the the guy who was in the simple plan i'm just a kid music video <laughs> how dare you i very dare you yeah. um, <laughs> all right do oh. you want to move on we only got a couple left yes so favorite tv series uh I, I this was actually very hard for me to pick so i mean again this is just one of you pick like one of those few i will give it to you but I, I think I knew yours. I mean, I'm not 100% here, but I do think I knew yours. I, you're The Simpsons. Oh. 
yeah okay it is i i put invincible but it is it is the simpsons yeah you're right <laughs> um yeah i didn't really think of that until you've said that this was hard because i was like tv show and then as i was thinking of tv shows you know kind of in the the modern tv show sense of you know big budget series and storytelling yeah. things and then i was like oh wait but there is like sitcoms and the likes of the simpsons and animated shows and cartoons and then i was like there's also like you know reality tv as well that i like a lot of too and i was like shit i don't know <laughs> uh, i landed on invincible in the end but you are right it is the simpsons i that is definitely a correct answer um yeah. Yeah, I, I went for you, and I don't know if this is recency biased. Is your Seinfeld? No, see, I I, I, I haven't, like, anywhere near watched through all of Seinfeld. I thought um, that might have been a bit too recent, but I just, uh, it's all we've been talking about. <laughs> just keep doing Seinfeld impressions, so I was like, maybe. I am enjoying it, but I haven't, like, I'm not even anywhere close to finishing it. Yeah, no, there's a few of I put, I just put that in The Simpsons. I was also accepted. It's kind of like a lot of the TV sh shows that I really liked ruined their somewhere or the other. So, like, the yeah. first series of The Walking Dead, some of my favourite television either. Uh, then Walking Dead kind of goes all weirdo around series five and gets rubbish. Um, Game, of Game of Thrones would have actually been outright clear if it weren't for the fact it kind of peters out near the end. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I probably could have put Narcos as well. You love Narcos. Narcos would be up there. Um, I would probably also accept that the boys. Um, the boys was the boys was third on my list as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I mean it's kind of TV shows. Actually, I think were harder than movies because movies, it's one and done. Like, um, <laughs> I mean, maybe it does a little bit, but like Indiana Jones, Crystal Skull doesn't affect how much I like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you can watch like the greatest episode of TV, and then like the next season is the worst thing you've ever seen. So yeah. it's like oh, a bit trickier. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul would also be up there. To be yeah. Fair. Uh, favorite video game? I think. I think if I'm wrong with this, I'm going to be very surprised. I will admit this is a lot easier. Uh, me guessing you than you guessing me simply due to quantity. I played five games. <laughs> yeah, I, I went for you. I went with Minecraft. I, I did think you would have said Minecraft and it's again it's not really a wrong pick. I put Spider-Man PS4 because that's like in my opinion a flawless game. Um yeah. but Minecraft is not wrong. It's there's very much more like sharing the top spot and that just Spider-Man I just happened to be the one that I wrote down rather than it being first and second. Um I don't yeah, it's, Minecraft is definitely not wrong though. Um I just put Spider-Man because, yeah, I do think that game is perfect and Minecraft's definitely not perfect, um, but an extremely good and fun game also. Yeah. Is yours God of War? Uh, no, I, I will admit mine is super specific and you weren't okay. going to get a million. <laughs> I do apologize. It's Star Wars Battlefront 2 for the PS2. Oh, I knew, I did know that. You've told me that before. Damn it. And then yeah. you've told me that like with that sp the the specific of it as well. Oh I love it. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like I, I what were your five actually? Go through your five with me. My five? You said you wrote five. Did you write five for yourself or like five answers for me? I did not I didn't even say that. Like what are you talking about? 
He definitely said five at some point. Oh, never mind. Anyway, yeah, I mean, there's like, uh, anyway, yeah, no, I mean, there's like a whole bunch of things that are like up there, but I mean, I've, I, I think you gotta go with nostalgia bits, so like, I'm sorry, mm. I've said for years, and I feel like at this point, there's no chunk point change. Uh, okay, so our last one, which was just a bit of a fun one to throw in, was you can go for. I just said like a day out or was it like a picnic or something with a with a sitcom character. You just said a, a day out, but you sp- specified a platonic day out, as in yeah. we're not going on a date with this person. I did, I did. I said platonic uh, friend friends date. Well, I think friends date. friends date with a friends character. I've gone for the most basic bitch pick possible, but I think you two of you are just pretty similar. So I said Chandler for you. Yeah, I I thought you might have said this, but it's not it's not my pick. If we were trying to play this to like game, if we were on the actual game show, Mister and Mrs. Chandler would have been my pick because I I feel like I knew that was the answer that you would have guessed for me. Um, I actually picked Schmidt from New Girl, mm. uh, because I, as a day, I, I feel like you want to get into some hijinks, but also I don't really want the Chandler type of day out. I don't think. Yeah. That's not what I. That's not the day I, I want. As much as I do like Chandler, and maybe me and Chandler are too similar as well. I don't feel like. I feel like with Chandler, I I would want the Chandler and Joey experience, but I'm. But I'm also the Chandler in that scenario, so we're not going to get yeah. the Chandler and Joey experience. Where Schmidt, I feel like, is a funnier day. I maybe because I'm not. I I feel like I am quite similar to Schmidt, but I'm not. I'm not him. I could never be him. <laughs> um. So yeah, I went with Schmidt from from New Girl, but I Chandler that. is like, yeah, Chandler is definitely the the pick I think most people would give me. So I I can't blame you for choosing that. Uh, I, I liked this question because it was this was again one of those like, we've not, neither of us have ever told each other the answer to this. This is just purely how well do we know the person? Yeah, yeah, I I uh, I think you and Schmidt would have a good day. I I, I, think, I think so. From New Girl, I think. Uh, I think Winston's a close second. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't think you. Nothing wrong with uh, Nick with is that right name. Sorry. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Nick. I. I. I think Nick's cool, but I don't. I think you would rather have a day out with Winston or Schmidt. Uh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I for you, I really wasn't sure. Um, I said Leslie from Parks and Rec. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I thought you'd have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote Ron, but like I mean, real oh, okay. any character from Parks and Rec. So I think I'm going to give you a tick for that because like it really was just any character. Realistically, you just want to go into the Parks and Rec office, I think. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I think that was yeah. kind of a fair enough one. Yeah. Um, okay. Good. I'm glad I was right with that because I was like, maybe I could be way off here, but that feels that felt right. Damn, that was good. We do know each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to know the final score. I know it wasn't a game, but like just interest. I uh, I um, aged it four correct answers to your three. Oh, damn. It, honestly, it's not that bad. And we got a lot of half ones in there as well. Lots of like yeah. things that are our favorites, but just not our number one picks. And lots of things that are like correct, but maybe not. <laughs> I oh, think we did good though. Nothing, yeah. nothing. We didn't put anything down that was like, no, I hate that. You know, so that's that's pretty solid. I will say, check out the more or less guaranteed correct answer for me in the form of the Lion King. It is pretty much even. So we know each other. Well, 
yeah, we know each other three. That's <laughs> to put a score. You can, you can't really put a score on how well you know each other, but we know each other three, and that's good to know. I think. I will say We've done it again. The Mister and Mrs. game is actually is way more difficult than you think. I actually remember playing it once. Uh, it was my mum and dad versus my brother and his friend, who he like lived with in like student accommodation in Cambridge, mm-hmm. uh, like. They'd like they'd like lived together for like a full uh, year at that point, and well, not surprisingly, my mum and dad absolutely destroyed them. <laughs> You're like, wow, who'd have thought? But like, I mean, they lived together for a year, and they got like very few correct answers. It's like it, it is difficult. I think it's also like. Sometimes when you do hit it off with someone and you become friends with someone, the things you talk about are so rarely small talk that the yeah. the sort of polite conversational details about people you've just never spoken about. Like you could get on with someone really well and it's like, it could be months before you realize or learn what their job is because every time you meet up, you just talk about the hobby you have in common or the things that you really like and why why would that come up? Whereas you could talk to someone and not get on with them that well. So you're just making polite conversation. And then within five minutes, you figure out their job because you ran out of stuff to ask them and you're just trying to keep conversation going, you yeah, know? So but- like, it, it, I think sometimes you, the people you really get on with, you don't know like boring stuff about. Yeah. That's like, uh, I like be having like, excuse me, I'll go home. I'm like, uh, um, my my dad will ask him like when 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 does Jakob go back to university? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I feel like if the conversation gets to the point where you have to like ask people dates of stuff that's happening, like that's not a good sign necessarily. Yeah, that's admin. That's that's yeah. life admin. Why would we ask that? Yeah. yeah. Jakob, our other friend for people who don't know, I don't know if <laughs> if people know Jakob on the show. Adam Driver would play a good Jakob just to. Uh, Add that to the mix. No, 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 no. Jakob, yeah, I was going to say Dom Hodgleason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, that's obvious. Uh, Jakob is ginger for anyone who doesn't know Austin. So <laughs> just a super, a super specific inside joke about our life. But, you know. I know a guy who looks like Dom Hodgleason. Like, like uh, not, not, not so much with, like, real life Dom Hodgleason, like, with long hair, but, like, he looks really like Admiral Hux. Mm. That is, is that a good look? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I think, I mean, Donald Gleason's. I mean, Donald Gleason, yeah, yeah. But the, the General Hux is such a whiny character. It's so, it's yeah. hard to look at that guy and not be like, yeah. I, I will admit, if you say he looks like Hux, you're basically saying he looks like a space Nancy. But I think, I think you've got <laughs> compliment like Donald Gleason's a, a handsome enough guy. Yeah, true. He looks like a handsome space Nazi, at least. At least he doesn't look like an ugly space Nazi. That would be way worse. <laughs> Uh, well, shall we move I, on from this? <laughs> what a moment. Clip that. Okay. Um, this has been quite a long one, so I don't think we'll do uh, any additional segments. I think that might do us look because we we kind of chatted about a lot of stuff that we've um that we've seen and done recently. So uh I think I think that'll do us for this episode. That was a really fun one though. I think I think we came out of it stronger as a couple and uh you know, now moving through the rest of the podcast is just going to be better than ever now that we're, you know, bonded over this. Do you think so? Uh, 
no, I'm I'm actually really insulted that you didn't know that my favorite album from the past twelve months was Scaring the Hose. Yeah, I think that's understandable. Look, so this is the last. This has been the final episode of the Crack and Banter podcast. Um, thank you very much for listening. No, we'll we'll I'll convince him to come back. We'll get back eventually. This might be a couple of weeks of you know me uh begging at Luke's door to come back. I'll listen through all of Scaring the Hose and then I'll I'll blast it outside his window with a boombox <laughs> but uh we'll we'll be back eventually in the meantime thank you very much for listening if you want to get in contact with the show you can find us on social media we're on instagram we're on twitter we have a subreddit you can go there if you want to send an email to the show you can send it to crack and at gmail.com give us questions and ideas anything you want us to have a look at and we will do that if you want to help us out, you can recommend us to a friend, leave a review or a rating on your podcasting app of choice. That would be greatly appreciated. And until the next time, look, do you want to close us out? Yes, uh, I've been Andre 3000. He's been big boy. Uh, thank you for listening to the Crack and Banter podcast. Uh, good girls go to heaven. I go to Benidorm. See you next week.